scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two, let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down on the Friday night uh, freak show. A Friday night free show. The season Los Angeles Dodgers take a step closer to the first World Series championship in 32 years. Bueller, 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 Bueller was in attendance. As a Walker Bueller dominant uh, this evening, 10 strikeouts. His strikeout prop was seven and a half. Los Angeles Dodgers get it done 6 2. Final score. They're sending Julio Urias to the hill. Uh, on a Saturday, looking for the kill, looking to uh, take a 3-1 uh, series lead. Clayton Kershaw awaits. Imagine the script. Uh, how does how how sweet can this be? Los Angeles Dodgers win the baseball game tomorrow. Clayton Kershaw starts a baseball game in which he can win the World Series. All right? And potentially in, in a non-pressure situation, that's the thing where Kershaw, like in game one, there was pressure. There's always going to be pressure on Kershaw, but there was pressure. But, hey, it's game one. Listen, bro, it's not game seven. It's not 3-3. Series not on the line here. You roll Kershaw out up three games to one. I'll tell you right now, Kershaw is going seven, eight innings. It's going to strike out like 11, and uh, it's going to be the Clayton Kershaw story. The only question uh, but right now, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself, Los Angeles. Shout out to everybody on uh, the mightier 1090 right now. Uh, to me, it's not a question if the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. It's just like, who who's the MVP going to be? <laughs> that's that's where this is coming down to. I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, Justin Turner starting to become, uh, well, we'll get into the odds here uh, in level two. Uh, if they, we'll, we'll see if they've, they've updated the MVP odds. Uh, but, you know, Justin Turner, that's the thing with Los Angeles Dodgers, man. There's so many different dudes. Mookie Betts has been amazing. Mookie Betts has done his thing. Corey Seager's been great. Seager, you know, didn't really tear it up tonight, but he's been great. And then you got Justin Turner, who's a big fan favorite, media, media darling. And you got Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw won game one. If Clayton Kershaw wins game one and Clayton Kershaw wins game five of the World Series in a clinching game, and there's five games in the World Series and Clayton Kershaw won two of them, and Kershaw might be the MVP. Sports Rage Late Night. Right SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Night continues. I am Gabriel Morency. Um, so, um, yeah, we our apologies if you were tuning in for Steve Merrill, if you were tuning in for Tony Finn, or if uh, you were tuning in to, uh, for Mick Aussie. None of them will be with us tonight. Yang has pulled the plug. He shut everything down. 
uh, out of sheer frustration. Like I said, normally I'm the one raging. It's like the other way around. Yang's flipping out in master control here. Um, you know, it's the middle of the night on the East Coast. What are you going to do? It is what it is. We've got people uh, working on it. So, you know, they're working on it. So, basically, the lines will be ready for the people that are on in the morning. <laughs> I think that's I think that's 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 the, the direction. That's the... Uh, Think that's that's what we're looking at right here. Hey, listen, there's good, there's positives and there's negatives about being on in the middle of the night. All right. Generally, you know what I mean? Unless you say something really offensive, like no one even knows, like, you know, you never talk to anyone for years when you're a late night talk show host. Like, they, you know, they, you can really do your own thing, which is cool. But the problem is if things break and there's problems, you're screwed. You're screwed. You know what I mean? It's a, you know what you know, time it is in New York City right now? <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, I'm sure people are like, you know, people are getting in trucks right now and driving, driving into Manhattan. Uh, so, you know, it is it is what it is. So as we stated, this is, uh, it's not on Yang's, uh, Yang's scorecard. It's uh, beyond Yang's control. It's got nothing to do with it. So, uh, yeah, so Yang, Yang's, uh, Yang's got a clean sheet. His ERA remains. So they don't have updated the MVP odds up right now. Dodgers are now uh, minus 490. And, you know, I man, they got uh, they got a series spread prop up here. And I, it's a great bet. It's a great bet. If you have access to a FanDuel book, it's up to minus 182 right now. Dodgers minus one and a half games. Dodgers minus one and a half games. So basically... The Dodgers could lose one more game in this series, and you would win this bet. I personally, I don't think that the Rays are going to win another game. I think the Dodgers are going to win tomorrow. Man, Urias is nasty, man. This guy has been money. All right, this guy is nasty. The Dodger bats are hot. The the postseason experience we talked about it, it is massive. It, the Rays just don't have it. You know, the Rays are an overachieving team. They're talented. They play in the analytic ball, and, you know, they out-analytic to everybody, and they got to the World Series, and they're damn good. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because it's only 2-1, but you can just see it. Like, you, you trust me, you can just see it. This isn't the Dodgers of past years. The Dodgers taste it. They want it. They see it. It's within their grasp, and they're not going to let up. They're, they're, this is different. You, they, you know, the... Um, in past years, guys, all right, the Dodgers in the playoffs was incredibly frustrating because they'd leave runners in scoring, like, all the time, runners in scoring position, and, like, they wouldn't hit. Bellinger came in into this year. Like, guys, Cody Bellinger's, like, career batting average, like, 167 or something like that in the playoffs. And they all swung for the fences all the time, like, for years. Like, it's been their thing. For the last few years, the Dodgers in the playoffs, everyone tries to become a hero all the time. Everybody is swinging for the fences. And this year, they actually told, they had like a meeting. I love it. Like they had a meeting and they basically said, guys, it, it didn't, it, it doesn't work. It didn't work. Like they've like, it's just, I, I'm almost going to get misty eyed here. I just love, I love the team, but I love these guys, but I just love the fact that, you know, a team, they looked in the mirror and they realized we need we need to, um, we need just to, like, get hits. Don't worry about putting the ball over the wall all the time. Just get on base. Just get, just hit the ball. And they talked about it tonight, about um, bats over barrels. 
basically like, you know, the barrel of the bat. Like, I'm looking for the sweet spot. I want to put it over the wall, too. No, 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 no. Just get your bat on the ball. All right? Don't, you know, we're not looking for a perfect, like, line drive home run or a you know, drive into that. Just hit the ball. Hit the ball. All right? Work the count. Go foul, but hit the ball. Put the ball in play. And they're doing it. They're stealing bases. Mookie bats. Like I said, I use the comparison. I think it's a good one of Mookie Betts and um, and Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors and the Dodgers. Now, it's a little different because the Dodgers uh, made it to two World Series in the last couple of years. The Raptors weren't making it to championship games, but it is very similar. The Raptors made it to the Eastern Conference Championship, you know, and they lost to, they, they lost to Cleveland in six. You know, like that, that Raptors team didn't know how to win, right? They came close. They, you know, they, they, they couldn't, they couldn't like LeBron would always just like out LeBron them. And in, in, in the end, Kawhi came and, and it was like, all right, all right, so that's how you do it. All right. All right. Oh, we remain calm here. Like that's it's I'm telling you guys, like in past years, the Dodgers, like they, you know, they were, they were tight in the world series. They were tense. They were mad. Everyone was mad. Like the Dodgers usually smile and have fun. I remember talking about this years ago. I didn't World Series. I was like, guys, like, loosen up, man. Like, the Dodgers are a fun team in a regular season. And in past playoffs, they get up tight. And they get mad. Oh, they didn't hit a home run. And Bellinger, like, will slam his, you know what I mean? They slam their helmet. And it's just this negative energy. And I noticed it was even pissing me off the other night when they were down. And Mookie Betts was, like, laughing in the dugout. And he was all smiles. And... And it just, it calms everyone else down, right? And they know. I mean, this guy's won World Series before. It's good. Like, you know what I mean? And Mookie knows. All right, it's good. We're good. We're good. And it's just that winning presence. He's, like, really helped them. Like, if Mookie Betts isn't on the team, they're not winning the World Series. Like, it was the, just the same crew of Dodgers. It was just the same guys. They, they're they not here now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mookie Betts has been, and you know what's funny? It's... Mookie Betts isn't, like, the reason they're winning. Like, they're so deep. Every Like, that's the thing with the Dodgers. Like, we're talking about their MVP. I mean, for so MVP. Mookie Betts, he could easily be the MVP. Uh, Justin Turner, I'm telling you, Justin Turner really is coming on, man. The last couple of games, Turner, the media like him. Turner could easily be the MVP of this thing. Uh, Corey Seager. Corey Seager's been their most consistent player actually in the playoffs like he's killed it he's killed it but you have he's like he's off my list now because it's all about narratives MVPs right Mookie Betts narrative he leaves Boston he's a superstar um he wins another world series with another team and um they can stick you know the media doesn't like Boston no one likes Boston you stick it to Boston by making Mookie Betts the MVP and then those stories oh the Red Sox got rid of the MVP in the World Series and another thing that people like Mookie Betts Mookie Betts is a likable guy so you know it's the media that's voting right so you know likability factor is big so Mookie Betts is awesome and he's likable so he's a serious contender for this thing and you notice every game man Betts is like a couple of hits stolen base great playing to feel like He's he's got a nice little resume of plays in this series. Um, Justin Turner, though, I think Turner's the front runner. Suddenly, the media love Turner, man. 
right? The media always loves the overachieving white guy, especially if he's got crazy hair and a beard and, oh, you know, he worked hard to get where he did, right? Yeah, I know, I know, because every black guy in the team just doesn't work. He's just, it just happens easily for him, but every white guy works hard. Like, that used to piss Jordan off with the Larry Bird. Well, Larry Bird, you know, he doesn't have the most talent, but, and he used to piss Bird off too. You know, Larry Bird doesn't have the most talent, but, oh, by gosh, he works so hard in the gym. Like, no, Larry Bird has a ton of talent. That's why he's Larry Bird. <laughs> that's why he's Larry Bird. That, 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 that's why he's Larry Bird. But, like, but Justin Turner, he's the all-time Dodgers, like, the RBI leader in the playoffs. It's crazy. He's put up massive numbers. Um, he's having a great series right now. Like, he's justifiably could be the MVP. And then you get to Clayton Kershaw, who is a guy that the, he's always handled himself with class. And he could go 2-0 and and be the winner of, you know, the first and the last game of the World Series. Would it shock you if he was the MVP? Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Marenzi. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. All right, we're talking about World Series, but there's a lot of stuff. Uh, So, yeah, we've done a good job of covering our bases tonight. We've talked about the AFL championship game. Our apologies. I was looking forward to getting Mick on and talking about this game. Man, it's a tough one to pick. Man, like, God, is it good. Like, it really is that tough. Richmond, minus two, uh, the, the defending champs, young, cocky team, uh, the G-Long Cats, a bunch of, like, uh, you know, veteran guys, uh, one of the greatest players ever played in the game, Dangerfield. They've been smoking everybody. I've been on this Cat team. I took them uh, to beat Collingwood. Like, they, I, I've been taking the overs. And it's really, like, a big dichotomy here, too, guys, because you look, Rich, Richmond play, like, really low-scoring games, man. Like, you know what I mean? 48-40 and stuff like that. They don't even break 100 a lot of the time. And then, meanwhile, you look at you look at the Cats, and the Cats um, the Cats have been putting up, like, 100 points on their own. Like, the Cats put up 800. They put up 84, whatever it was last week. Like, they're, like, man, they just look like a team on a mission to me. And the fact to me... That from what I read, and I was reading the Australian uh, papers, uh, sports papers, uh, and, you know, I read, uh, you know, it was like a list of like 25, 25 guys that cover the AFL, 25 writers and Fox Sports Australia. And um, I don't know, man, like basically like 22 of them, it seemed like almost every one of them. Richmond are too much. Richmond by 15. Richmond by 17. Because it's like the Super Bowl, so everyone's got predictions for this game, right? So, Richmond by this, Richmond by that. Oh, the rain's going to help Richmond. Why? Because what? What? You're in danger field's never seen rain before. Uh, you know, their speed, the rain, uh, the, the, the GABA and all this stuff, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know, man. 
it seems like every one of you guys in the media are all picking them to, to crush them, but why is the point spread only two? Why is the point spread only two then? And, you know, from what I've seen, and listen, I'm not the expert Mick is. Mick played. I've watched this sport for a while, so, but, you know, I, I, you know, I don't consider myself an insider or anything like that, but I've watched the Cats play in the playoffs here, and they're killing teams. Like, they're, they're murdering teams. Like, they, man, they, they murdered last week. Like, uh, they, they murdered, who was it, Brisbane? Like, the Brisbane dudes, at first, they were the same thing, young and cocky and stuff. They they wanted to cry by the end of that game. Cats wore them out. I don't know, Cats, cats are on a mission. I'm leaning with the Cats. I'm not going to bet huge on it because it is such a tough game. Total, 113 and a half. Oh, man. I don't know. It's one of these deals. It's like, I hate to, I'm going to use the dichotomy and honor Steve Merrill, who should have been with us, but he couldn't, uh, we had phone issues. Is they're both correlated. If you like, if you like Richmond, the game's going to go under the number. If you like, uh, if, if G Long's going to win, then it's going to go over the number. It's pretty crazy. So it's one of those double edged swords. All right. NFL football, Buffalo Bills. This number keeps dropping. Buffalo Bills, let's blast through the rotation right now. Buffalo Bills, 10.5 against the New York Jets. Sam Darnold's going to be back. Total's 46.5. The Bills haven't been good the last couple of weeks. There's trouble in paradise. There's, like, internal issues in the room. They're not happy with the coaching decisions, the the scheme. They're not happy that they cut Spain. Um, There's, there's, you know, there's, there's trouble in paradise with the Bills. Doesn't mean the wheels have fallen off, but it, you know it's a long season. This stuff happens on football teams. But McDermott's a cocky dude. He is like you know McDermott, like the Bills coach. He's he's a guy that he's the smartest guy in the room all the time. Like just ask him. He's one of those guys. So and he's one of these dudes where it's his way or like you're gone. Like it's very college like with the Bills. Like if you're not if you don't buy into the program and you're a me guy, you're not you're not gonna last. And it doesn't take much to piss them off. And listen, it, part of that is good because it brings the the uh, goodness out of it, but out of the players. But at times, I don't know. Maybe he goes too far. From what we understand, like people are pissed at McDermott in the room now, um, just about the way you know he's been handling things with players, and um, you know the schemes have been a little off. But now they get the Jets. Darnold's back. How healthy is he really? I don't know. It's a tough game. I think the Bills are going to win. I don't think, you know, the, the the team total for the Jets is 16 and a half. The Bills defense hasn't been great, but the Jets offense really is bad. Like, it's bad. I know Sam Darnold's bad, but they don't have any talent, this team. And the Bills defense is due to beat the crap out of somebody and and not let, you know, not give up 25, 30 points. Tough game, you know, from a, it's a weird game. 10 and a, 10 and a half and 46 and a half. I, I like this next one. I'm a Bills fan, but it doesn't mean I think it's the best bet of the week or anything. Um, so the, the next game I do, though, I like this one. The Carolina Panthers. You know, Carolina Panthers taking on a New Orleans Saints team with all kinds of injuries. And they're, they're, there's not trouble in paradise with the Saints in the sense that I don't think there's a ton of internal turmoil, but it's not a smooth, it's not a happy, it's not a happy uh, love fest going on with this team right now either. All right, like, um, you know, you've got Drew Brees and you had that whole, the flag stuff and the Black Lives Matter and Drew Brees like pissed his teammates off. 
they put that he put Breeze did a good job of putting that fire out though quickly. Right? So Breeze puts that fire out. And but then they didn't they're not playing well. And then Drew Breeze isn't playing well. And everyone sees it. And he knows and he's getting defensive about it. The league screws the Saints in every game they play. I'm not a Saints fan, but it's factual. Like every game the Saints are in, they do not get calls. The other team gets the call. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not in Sean Payton's head. It's a fact. They hate Sean Payton. And they just do. And it's like they're he's always going to be on the wrong end of this stuff. So I don't know. Drew Brees is in his last year. Then you got Michael Thomas who gets hurt. And then he's ready to come back. He's ready to come back, and then he's healthy to come back, and they bench him. You know, they bench him because he got into a, he was basically, he wanted to fight everybody. Like, Thomas is just a big jerk. Like, and you can see Thomas has become a jerk uh, since he's become a star. He's changed. It's, you know, it's visible. Everyone knows it that knows him. Like, you can see, it follows him that you can see. So, so much so that Peyton was like, we got to, we got to chill this guy out. He's going to turn into Antonio Brown. So, you know I mean? Like, we, we can't let this guy take control like this. And who the hell does he think he is? So, they sat him down. And now he's hurt again. Or is he? I don't know. I mean, he was, you know, so, dude, it's been a long time now. He was healthy to play last week, but he didn't play because he wanted to fight everybody and started a fight. Somebody finally did get into a fight. And then, um, and, and now you're saying he's hurt again. So I don't know. I don't even know what to believe anymore. And you get the Carolina Panthers who lost last week. But the thing is the Panthers, the Panthers like needed to win that game to cover the spread. It wasn't a good spot for the Panthers. I ended up taking them at kickoff, like in-game, because Lisi was like, oh, let's get in the Panthers. I was like, yeah, all right, let's small play on the Panthers. But, and you guys know, man, I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater fan. I think Teddy's great. Teddy Bridgewater is now 31-10. and 10. We track it, 31-10 and 10 against the spread as a starting quarterback, coming off a non-cover last week against, uh, what was it, Atlanta. So now, though, they're in a good spot getting seven. You, you know, you, you'd rather them as an underdog. So I like, uh, give me Carolina. Uh, you look at, um, you look at the, the, the New Orleans Saints situation. So Michael Thomas is out and Emmanuel Sanders tested positive for COVID. It's not exact. And, and, and they're laying seven points. I, I don't get it. I, I don't um, I don't get it. Oh, and they don't have Mark Ingram. So you don't have Mark Ingram. You don't have Michael Thomas. You don't have Emmanuel Sanders. And, and um, you know, so they, the ground, the ground game, you know, their depth isn't is what it used to be when they had, you know, when they had the, the Brandon Cooks and the Mark Ingrams of the world, right? When they had, they used to be a deep team. They used to have multiple players. Now you look at them, and it's like when when Michael Thomas is out, and now Emmanuel Sanders is out positive COVID. It's like, all right, so what? You got Traquan Smith, and yeah, Alvin Kamara is great. Alvin Kamara is great. Murray's good, but the thing is, Drew Brees can't throw the ball down the field now. 
It's literally to the point. And coordinators see this. DBs know this. So they can cheat more on Drew Brees now. So it's a bad combination for the Saints. Like, Drew Brees can't throw the ball down the field. He doesn't have anybody to throw it to anyways. And the other team can just smash Kamara. They know it's going to Kamara. It's going to Kamara. I talked about this last year in the playoffs with the Minnesota Vikings. I took the Vikings in that playoff game, and people thought I was crazy. Oh, they can't stop anybody. I said, they'll be fine. They'll stop them. Because come playoff time, you want to throw the ball to Michael Thomas 124 times or whatever. Like, you know, he leads the league in targets and all that. Yeah, good. Whatever, man. You know what I mean? You're, you're so dependent on one player and one side of the field and running the same plays all the time. Yeah, it's unstoppable in the regular season, but in the playoffs, things become different. They'll take away what you do, right? They'll look at Baltimore struggle in the playoffs all the time. But in a regular season, Baltimore lights it up. Yeah, come playoff time, good teams and good coaches will say, all right, if you want to stop them, we need to jam this up, jam that up, and jam this up, and you'll see Lamar is going to be, you know, helpless. And, and it works. So we'll, 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 get into, we'll get into more of the NFL, but I like the Carolina Panthers plus the points here. And they're a great spot, plus seven. Great spot, uh, plus seven. And uh, you know what? I'm going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys on the other side. My main man, Andy Dalton. Andy D in the house. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Gamo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. All right, the Friday Night Freak Show. Let's roll. I am Marenzi. Right, the quickest 120 minutes in sports. Uh, tonight is no exception, uh, is it? Uh, even though uh, we couldn't get our guest uh, on, we'll try to line this up and uh, we'll we'll reset the rotation uh, next, uh, next week. We're going to have some radio announcements to make, actually, uh, shortly um, coming up. Um, about the uh, the expansion of the late night anger management class, the expansion. Uh, we appreciate all the uh, the affiliates that we're on uh, now, but uh, there's always room for growth. Always room for growth as uh, we you know the the worldwide takeover uh, continues. And you know, from what I understand too, actually, I think SportsGrid um, we just cut some deals um, in England. And, you know, I've been saying this for years, actually. I mean, you look at the, the English sports market, and obviously the betting market is through the roof there. Yeah, the EPL is king, but NFL is very popular. Um, you know, NBA is popular, et cetera. World international sport is popular, but they don't really have, like, they don't do, like, talk shows so much. Like, you know, they, they'll have, like, a soccer-specific show. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, there's so there's media coverage, but just sort of the the American style sports talk and call-ins and I had all that type of stuff is something that's never really, you know, taken over in Europe. But I think, you know, more and more it will. We see now, I mean, uh, like in the same way, if you think, well, NFL, like how many of you think you know everything about the EPL? Well, it's the same thing there. And I'm sure there's British dudes think they know the NFL, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. They bet on it. 
right? So, you know, the, 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 the world keeps getting smaller and smaller, right, guys? The globe is smaller and smaller. Look at the AFL, like tonight, the AFL championship. I remember me and Mick talking about this stuff years ago. It was under the radar. Now it's like, you know, just punch in AFL and it pops up. Punch in like AFL on Twitter, like hashtag AFL. You don't even have to get past the uh, the A and it'll pop up. That's all you need to know about like the Rays. The Rays are so unpopular that like they don't even trend during their own games. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I know because I do the hashtags when I promote the shows on Twitter for teams. So I can tell like who's popular or not because some teams like, you know, Lakers, you only have to do like L. Like, you know what I mean? Do hashtag and the letter L. First thing it'll pop up, Lake Show, hashtag Lakers with the, you know, the logo, right? You know, Dodgers, P- punch in the word D, just the letter D, hashtag D, and you'll see. There'll be like, you know, 10 different trends of the Dodgers. Dodgers Twitter, Dodgers moments, Dodgers history, Dodgers win, Dodgers bet, Dodger like, you know, Dodgers Kershaw. Like there's a, there's a million Dodger things because there's a million people talking about that, right? Like Tampa, like I noticed that during hockey. During the Stanley Cup, I would punch it in, and it was like, I'd do, like, hashtag. It was so, like, I like it when it's easy, right? So, like, NFL, all right, and <laughs> F, and it pops up, like, L, all right. You know, I, and I'm i doing hashtag Stanley Cup, man. It was brutal, guys. It was like, hashtag S, all right, no, all right, no. T, all right, I got to punch a T, huh? All right, I got to punch the A. All right, I got to do, I got to spell out Stanley. Still doesn't come up, no? <laughs> no, I got to do C-U-P here. And then, like... I'd have to spell out the whole word. Like, it wouldn't pop up. It was like, yeah, like really? Yeah. It's like, no one's not not, not even, like, you know, I got to spell this whole thing out? That's, uh, that's, that's how you know whether something's popular or not. Like, you know a lot by Twitter. Like, you can tell on Twitter right away. Like, if you see a name. Like, you know what I mean? You'll see a name, you'll know, oh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, it's not because, you know, he just donated money to charity. You know, he just got caught, like, with his, you know, junk hanging out of his pants. But, of course, he, you know, just, the new excuse is, I was just tucking in my shirt. I was just, I was just tucking in my shirt. <laughs> just to, we all, lay, I was thinking about that, too. Like, Rudy Giuliani says he was just tucking in his shirt. He saw the Borat video. And, uh, Rudy Giuliani's like lying on his back on a bed in a hotel room. And, you know, people are saying that he was, you know, he was, um, he was tugging it, but he wasn't, he wasn't like in the video, you know what I mean? But you know, he, you know what he did? He adjusted it. (laughs) Listen, the guy's like 78 years old, man, right? He was freaking out. You could see he was nervous and stuff, and he's thinking, I can't believe this hot Russian blonde chick uh, is about to do me in his hotel room here right now. And I think he was just sort of checking that it was there. You know what I mean? I, I, I seen the video a couple of times, and I, I, that's my conclusion. Rudy, he wasn't pleasuring himself. People are like, yeah, he was like he was fondling himself. No, he wasn't fondling himself. You could tell, like, he thought, listen, he thought something was going on. You see, pats are on the, the ass in the back. That's Rudy's ideal of foreplay. Uh, you know, the little tap. Um, the girl is a star now, though. Like, her, her, her this girl's career's taken off. <laughs> Maria Bakalova. Maria Bakalova. Like, speaking of trending, she's trending everywhere right now. She's, uh... 
She's uh, she's only like 24 too. She's 24, I guess, and she's not a known actress. So that's the thing. Sasha Barrick Cohen here basically just made this chick's life. Uh, she was like an unknown actress from Bulgaria. <laughs> She's like literally right out of like film school. She just went to film school. She has like a demo type thing and boom, she got this gig. She's damn good. And it's funny because I'm not even a fan of these movies, but I just think it's so funny that they that they got Giuliani. And now there's more footage of which she infiltrated uh, Trump Jr. and Trump where she's in a disguise and stuff like like it's pretty hard. Like I couldn't do it. Like how the like how the like, I I wouldn't be able to troll Rudy Giuliani. Like I'm not good enough of an actor. Like I would like I would crack. You know what I mean? Like how the hell? Like she did a real interview with the dude. So she did like an interview and like you know she's Russian but she spoke English about like you know policy and she was like she was saying about how great Trump is in in the interview and in, in Borat to, to Rudy and. Rudy, like, Rudy thinks, all right, she's like a Russian, you know, pro-Russian Trump. And she's like, you know, saying what a great, you know, she's a big fan of Rudy and America's mayor and all this. Thing is, though, if you're Rudy Giuliani, bro, like, come on. Like, you don't have to be Tom Clancy or James Bond to know that if you are a decrepit old 80-year-old man and a uh, uber-hot 24-year-old Russian chick... (laughs) I stress Russian and I stress that you are in politics and she's Russian. Um, like, you know, you're lucky. She's not KGB. Like, dude, like Rudy, like really like, are you like Rudy's that out of it? He's that out of it that like some people think Borat's a jerk for doing it and whatever, but he had a good point today. He goes, well, he goes, imagine what else he's done in hotel rooms with other reporters. <laughs> he said, good thing we came in, huh? Um, so it's actually a pretty good point. <laughs> it's actually a, uh, actually a, a, a pretty, uh, a pretty good point. See, like I said, I didn't even see, I haven't even seen the first movie. I think it's stupid, but I, I like the real life aspect of it. <laughs> like I said, there's another video out today too. It's pretty funny of, uh, it's, uh, they're filming the movie and Borat's got his, his daughter, this chick who's his daughter that he brings to America to try to give to Trump and Pence to sacrifice his daughter for the Republican Party. Um, he's got her on the top of a pickup truck. And she's like, she's strapped on and he's driving down the road and like in like rural Georgia. And she's on top of the pickup truck and a seat on a chair. And the cops pull him over. And it's really funny. Like the cops pull him over and they're all serious. They're like, what the hell are you doing? They're like, you can't, and they don't let on. The cop, like, they go, all right, do you have a license? And Borat's in character, right? They're filming. (laughs) So Borat's like, yes, I have license. And he goes, no license, but he pulls out, like, a bunch of crap. And the cop's like, yeah, and hold on a minute. And it was pretty funny. The cop, like, goes over, like, walks away, and he says to his buddy, he goes, you know what's going on here, huh? He goes, "Uh, that's Borat. The cop goes, he goes, we're being filmed right now. He goes, this isn't real. We're being filmed. And the cops released the body cam today. It's really funny. So the cop, he goes, man, he goes, he goes we're not even going to get paid for this, I don't think. He goes, I think we're going to have to sign a waiver. And so the cops, like, totally no. Like, I'm, I'm, I was impressed. The cops, like, caught on. Like, one of the, one of the cops didn't know. 
One of the cops had no idea. He thought, like, you could see he was all mad looking at Borat. The other cop pulled his buddy aside. He goes, bro, man, we're being pranked. He goes, this isn't real. He goes, there's cameras around. And he goes, that's Borat. That's Sasha Baron Cohen. And uh, he goes, but let's just play along. <laughs> so they go back and they did the scene and everything. But the cop actually figured it out halfway through. The cop figured it out uh, halfway through. So it's was, it was actually a pretty funny, uh, pretty funny scene. All right. Uh, so we're talking about the uh, the New Orleans Saints and their problems. Uh, the New Orleans Saints and their problems. They got problems. And I don't want to lay seven points. So I'll tell you the games that I like in the NFL. So Buffalo and the Jets, I don't really like it. I, I don't think the Jets are going to score a lot. I'll have the Bills in like a money line parlay or something. But I'm a Bills fan, but I don't really, it's not a great, it's not my top bet. I do like the Carolina Panthers plus seven. The, uh, the Cleveland Browns are minus three and a half at Cincinnati. A lot of injury situations with the Browns. This is an ugly game. You don't have to bet every game. I'm not betting this game. This next one, the Dallas Cowboys, I'm betting it. The Dallas Cowboys got humiliated on Monday Night Football. Now, you're telling me that they're a pick essentially against Arizona or favored against Arizona or whatever, and then now, you know, it's a pick against the brutal Washington football team. They suck. All right, Washington are bad. They don't have any talent. Like, if the Dallas Cowboys lose this game, Mike McCarthy might get fired. I know Jones doesn't want to admit he made a mistake, but... Like, it's this, like, the Washington, like, this will be rock bottom. Andy Dalton will bounce back. Um, it wasn't even Andy Dalton's fault the other night. They were all just terrible. But this is a good spot for the Cowboys. Cowboys bounce back and win. So give me the Carolina Panthers plus seven, Dallas Cowboys money line. It's minus one, but let's just play the money line, minus 112. Detroit Lions and Atlanta Falcons. This game has teaser written all over it. Take the Detroit Lions plus nine and a half. Um, keys to the over 47 and a half. Lions plus nine and a half over 47 half. Same game teaser. I see the Green Bay Packers. I see the Green Bay Packers are down to three. It's been three and a half all week. There's been a lot of three and a halves in the NFL this year. Down to, uh, to it's down to, uh, to three right now. Green Bay will also bounce back after that humiliation and embarrassment last week. Give me the Green Bay Packers to beat the Houston Texans. I, I love the Tennessee Titans here, man. Titans aren't getting enough respect. It's minus one and a half. I'll just play the money line, minus 122. I'm also going to go over the number. I love Teddy. covers to death, but he likes the under in this game. I think I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to overthink things. Tennessee scored 30 points a game. Pittsburgh nearly scored 30, uh, 32 points a game. Tennessee do. Pittsburgh scored like 30. They're two of the top four highest scoring teams in the NFL. I think there's going to be points put up on the board. I don't think it's a shootout like track meet, like craziness, but 50 and a half? Come on, 27-24, you win the bet. This game's going over the number. Give me the Tennessee Titans and the over. Uh, Raiders and Buccaneers passed. Jaguars and uh, and Chargers. Good teaser for the Chargers money line. Maybe a Bills Chargers and you throw something else in here. But you know, it doesn't jump off the page of me. It's a good prop game. Justin Herbert will have a good game. Give me Justin Herbert to throw over one and a half touchdown passes in that game. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs seven and a half points against the Broncos. Broncos are a scrappy team. So I don't know. I have, I don't I don't have a strong opinion of this game. I do like the New England Patriots. It's up to three points right now. I'll tell you what, guys. The New England Patriots haven't lost three straight three straight games in 18 years. All right, since 2002, and even including without Tom Brady and stuff like that, when Brady was out and uh, Brady was gone that year, Matt Castle was in. Uh, still, they, they don't lose. They don't lose three games in a row. They haven't lost three games in a row in 18 years. That's a trend that I'll put take to the bank. Four six late night, bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Quickest 120 minutes in sports coming through in a close three-minute warning uh, here. Tonight was no exception. Crazy fast show uh, tonight. Despite the fact uh, that we had phone uh, phone issues, we should be good by Sunday night. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday night uh, with the late-night anger management class, but we will be on Sunday afternoon at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern with Joe Lisi breaking down all the NFL games, NFL in-game live. So um, college football. Uh, college of football. Uh, we got the Big Ten is back. And, you know, we saw in the SEC guys that in week one of the SEC when they were back that there was um, there were a lot of upsets and underdogs. Upsets and underdogs. Well, we saw tonight in the Big Ten and there was no uh, upset um, you know, and underdog. We saw Wisconsin actually just rolled, uh, right? Um, so looking at the uh, looking at the college board. Speaking of rolling, uh, Ohio State's going to murder Nebraska. Uh, Ohio State's going to murder murder Nebraska. Clemson. I usually don't want to lay forty six and a half points. Well, I was ready to lay the points uh, with with Ohio State and the over as well. Um, Florida State. Florida State's turned a corner right now. But Florida State is plus five and a half points. They're playing against Louisville. It's in Louisville. I like Florida State plus the points in the, in this game. Uh, North Carolina and North Carolina State. Let's go with the over 60 and a half here. And, you know, man, it's just too many points. Give me uh, give me the Wolfpack uh, plus 16 and a half. Uh, I will lay the points with Clemson. Alabama, Alabama team totals are the way to go, man. Alabama just score like 45 and 50 every week. Yeah, Saban's buddies with Pruitt, but still, uh, you could tell he's on the warpath right now. Uh, Alabama is. Tennessee just aren't that good. I don't think they're going to be. They're not going to be able to hang. They're going to lose by like 24, 28 or something like that. It'll be like 48, 21. Uh, let's call it. And actually, you know what? I better be better than 48, 21 because, you know, 48, 21, that's 69. I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about how the total being 68 and a half. You guys know I hate betting on unders, but I'll tell you what. Michigan, Minnesota, under 53 and a half. Bad weather tomorrow night. Michigan, Minnesota, under 53 and a half. Virginia, Miami, over 54 and a half. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.